All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brandon Show podcast. Now, it has been a while since the last episode, and that was the first episode. Anyways, today I'm going to be giving you my thoughts on the book called The 57 Bus. This is essentially going to be a review, and I'm going to go through some of the key moments of the novel. Now, this is a, based on a true story that happened in California. So let's get started, and then at the end, I will give you the other topics that have made the news recently. Now, the main character throughout the story is a person named Sasha, who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community and identifies as genderqueer. A lot of people like Richard and some other people referred to Sasha as a he or she, when in reality, that isn't the proper pronoun. Now, one thing that is a bit interesting is on page 13, the book states Sasha was interested in language, not in learning Italian or Swahili or Mandarin, but in language itself, its shape and sculpture, the Lego blocks of sounds that snap together to make words and sentences. That sentence was interesting because it proves that she was a person was curious and loved figuring things out. Now, back in the day, California, or at least that specific area of California where the book takes place, was very good when it came to crime. However, at some point in the early 2000s, the crime started to climb to the point that Oakland became one of the most crime-filled cities in America. There were also a lot of shooting deaths, including the point where one of Richard's friends was shot dead. The deaths of teenagers and young adults was rising to the point where there were around 8 teenage or youth deaths in 2012. Those deaths were Lamont Price, killed February 16, 2012, age 17, shot. Charles Hills III, killed March 23, 2012. Age 16, shot. Shante Daniels Jr., killed April 21st, 2012. Age 15, shot. Hattery Askery, killed July 10th, 2012. Age 15, shot. Tatium Turner, killed August 8th, 2012. Age 16, shot. Bobby Sartan, killed. November 25th, 2012, age 16, shot. Raquel Gerstel, killed November 25th, 2012, age 15, shot. Jubril Jordan, killed December 30th, 2012, age 15, shot. Richard's friend was the first death of a youth slash teenager in 2013 that was definitely heartbreaking all of those incidents and deaths in 2012 were caused by gun violence now i'm going to talk about the fire on the bus it took place in november of 2013 sasha was on her way back from school and was on bus 57 and richard was on the same bus at the time according to a security camera on the bus Richard was joking around with two others when one of them pulled out a lighter. 
Richard lit Sasha's skirt on fire. Sasha was rushed to the hospital with serious third-degree burns and required multiple surgeries. Richard was arrested by local police and went to many court appearances. It was found out by police that Richard did it as an act of dislike for the LGBTQ community. So, the police opened a hate crime investigation. Even though Richard was technically a youth according to California law, if a youth who committed a serious crime is old enough, they could be charged as an adult. After feeling very sorry for what he did shortly after Richard committed the crime, he wrote a letter showing his apology for Sasha. Unfortunately, the letter didn't make it to Sasha's family until almost a year after the attack. By the time they received the letter, Richard had already been given a sentence. According to Sasha's parents, if they received the letter early enough, they would take his apology into consideration during the sentencing process and all the other court appearings. They did bring up the fact of the letter's apology at one of the hearings shortly after the letter, or getting the letter. But it was too late. If Sasha's family wanted to, they could have let Richard be sentenced to a longer time than what he originally got. However, I believe the letter of apology changed their opinions. Police still claim that the attack against Sasha was an act of hate. Hate crimes have been becoming more common among not only the LGBTQ plus community, but other people of color groups. A list of hate crime incidents over the past few years include the Pulse nightclub massacre in Orlando, Florida in 2016. 49 people killed. London, Ontario Muslim family hit and run incident in 2021. Four dead. Quebec City mosque massacre in 2017. Six dead. Christchurch mosque massacre in 2019. 52 dead. El Paso Walmart massacre in 2019. 23 dead. Those incidents were definitely devastating and heartbreaking to so many. That is why police have started stepping up security at places of worship and other types of structures that could be considered hate and crime targets. The attack on Sasha definitely brought up the fact that there are people who strongly disagree with LGBTQ plus people to the point where slurs will be said and even violence could unfold. At the end of the book, there are a bunch of gender neutrality milestones, and those include 2007, Nepal's Supreme Court ordered the government to issue citizenship ID cards that allow people to describe themselves as their gender and other. 2013, Australia gives citizens a choice of three official genders, male, female, and X. 2013, 
Germany gives parents a choice of three gender options when filling out birth certificates. Male, female, and indeterminate. 2014, Facebook began allowing users to self-identify as something other than the main genders, male and female. 2017, the MTV Movie and TV Awards became the first major acting awards to eliminate gendered categories for performances. Overall, I would say this book was an 8 out of 10, as it is really easy to understand the text of what it is saying. Also, I believe that it is important for people to be aware that male and female aren't the only genders. We need to be aware of the pronouns because if we say something like he or she to someone who doesn't identify as either, that could offend someone. Honestly, overall, this book is a reminder that the world is evolving into something that it wasn't before. That wraps up the review. Now for some of the top stories making headlines around the world. Melville RCMP are investigating along with CN police after a collision near Waldron. It happened at the CN Mainline Railroad crossing on the number 9 highway near Bangor. Traffic was rerouted for a long amount of time while police investigated. One man was killed in the crash and three children were taken to hospital. This isn't the first time there has been a collision with a train and vehicle in the Parkland region. In fact, there have been several incidents involving CP and CN rail trains in and around the Yorkton area. Telemiracle 46 was record-breaking this year. The fundraising event raised more than $8 million. Iowa is picking up the pieces following a catastrophic tornado outbreak. At least seven people have died. The death toll is expected to climb. Now to the Ukraine crisis. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is in Europe for the next couple of days as he speaks with British and Dutch leaders about the crisis response. Then he is heading to Latvia to meet with Canadian troops. At this time, according to the UN, 364 Ukrainian civilians have lost their lives in the fighting. Now for weather in Kenora for today, Monday, March 7th, 2022. The best temperature for the day is minus 1, and now for majority of the day, the temperature should stay around minus 8. It is cloudy with a possible chance of precipitation and flurries, in other words, snow. That is the Brandon Show for today. Once again, I'm glad to be back for now. Good night.